0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclid 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: Best prices and now three years zero interest financing. All this plus 100% stress free, risk free shopping in a guy friendly store. Diamonds Direct on approved credit open this Sunday.
2: Patient First is now hiring radiologic technologists, RNs, medical technologists, and medical lab technicians. Apply online today at patientfirst.com and equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, ten four six six Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry,
3: Glory Days Grill, and
2: Lux Chevrolet. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 Or send an email to SpiderSportsLine at Richmond.edu
4: Gilliard out front Right sideline Yates Back to Gilliard He'll hesitate and drive Throw to Yates Right wing three Off the iron Tip to Gilliard Touch pass out front Wojic Golden Then left wing Gilliard drives all the way in Up and under Oh he spun it off the glass he put it in as he got chest bumped and he's fouled he'll go to the line out of the timeout unbelievable shot from Gilliard there Wojcik dribbles out to Gilliard eight to shoot corner to Yates left baseline shovels to KO goes up alters the layup lays it in from the left side against defense
5: 14 for KO now we're tied at 41. Uh, Great ball movement and Nate on the heels of his terrific game against Wake Forest really's had a terrific second half. 9 second half points for him.
2: Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach Chris Mooney. This is the Spider Sports Line on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network.
6: It is show number 3 of the basketball edition of the Spider Sports Line, but also our final show of 2018 so we welcome you to glory days grill richfield parkway glen eagle shopping center for tonight's special edition of the spider sports line a very pleasant good evening to you if you're in the house thank you for being with us we hope you'll enjoy the basketball talk as well as the food and drink as well and for those of you in the restaurant again we do remind you you can hear us on the glory days grill tabletop audio boxes on channel three if you tune those boxes to channel three Anywhere in the restaurant, you'll be able to hear us. We also have the speaker up front, so hopefully, you'll be able to tune in one way or the other to our program this evening. And we like to do this at least once a year if not a couple times during the course of the season where we talk some Spider men's basketball for part of the program and Spider women's basketball for part of the program. Women's head coach uh, Michael Schaefer will join us for the second half hour this evening. Coach Mooney is with us for the first half hour. No players tonight for a couple of reasons. Final exams are still continuing at Richmond until tomorrow, and the Spiders, because of that schedule, and Chris will talk a little bit more about this later, are practicing tonight at 6.30. So the guys are finishing up exams and prepping for practice tonight. So no uh, players on the show this evening. And that's another reason why Coach is with us for the first half hour and then Coach Schaefer for the second half hour. So, Coach, appreciate you juggling that schedule. I know you do a lot of that during this eight- or nine-day period with exams and practices. No problem. I'm happy to to be here, happy to see everybody. All right, let's uh, review Saturday, and then we'll look ahead uh, to what probably became an even bigger and – more challenging week when you saw the result of the Old Dominion-Syracuse game from Saturday. The Spiders have two games coming up home on Wednesday against Old Dominion and then the neutral court game up in D.C., which we'll talk more about against High Point on Saturday afternoon. So, Chris, the Spiders come into that game on Saturday shooting the ball great, 50% from the field, tops in the Atlantic 10, one of the top figures in the country uh, how do you kind of explain what happens, whether it was this Saturday or any other Saturday or Wednesday night, when a team that has been shooting the ball statistically very well has a game like the Spiders had on Saturday? Well, I,
5: I don't, you know, I don't know that there's an explanation besides the fact that that's that's how basketball works sometimes, and and uh, you know, statistics are, aren't uh, they're not perfect predictors, and so we, you know, we, I think we've led the A-10 in field goal percentage two or three years in a row or, or been at the, in the top. And it's something we pride ourselves on in terms of getting a good shot, getting a makeable shot and, and making the shot at a pretty good rate. Um, but it doesn't mean you're going to do that every single game. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I think a couple of things, um, uh, we, we saw zone exclusively for the first time, uh, this season. Um, you know, so that's just a different. Your 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 shots are going to feel a little bit different. They're not going to have the rhythm that the that the off uh, man-to-man offense might create for you. Uh, we missed a few early, um, and then we, we we just we just really shot poorly. I mean, we had uh you know obviously the the coaches we look at the tape a bunch and <clears throat> have shot charts and things like that. I mean, we had 18 shots uh, within the close to the basket, not just in the lane, but 18 shots around the basket. I think we only made seven. Um, we had we had another 10 shots in the lane or just outside the lane, and, uh, you know, I think we made four of those, and then, of course, shot terribly from three. Um, and, but I thought, um, you know, the reason I'm, I'm disappointed and I feel so bad for the guys is we shot terribly the whole game. Uh, right from the beginning uh, and it felt like especially we, we took a lead that we were going to shoot terribly and, and find a way to win uh, we had 14 steals in the game which is an, an incredible number we forced a ton of turnovers I thought we made some really tough hustle plays um, you know our press we tried to generate some offense off our press it was really effective so it felt like we were finding ways to overcome our, our poor shooting um, you know but usually what happens is th- those those hustle plays or the press or whatever it leads to making a shot and then another shot and then and that doesn't mean a three that could be an inside shot or whatever it is and it really didn't for us i mean we we just we didn't convert enough shots and i and i don't like to just say that and uh and dismiss it because of that but uh there were things that we did that were that were really good i thought we made huge strides defensively um you know we rebounded well i think we had i think we had uh, 15 offensive rebounds um, you know for us that's a really high number now a zone you, allows you to have a few more offensive rebounds uh, so it, that's I mean we felt like we were doing some things to overcome our poor short, our poor shooting uh, but but we never could it, it never triggered the shooting to improve uh, which oftentimes it does and you know a sequence that we came out of halftime and we scored the first five points in the second half really quickly they called timeout. We pressed and got a turnover uh, and got a wide-open shot off of the steel, um, missed it. And in that time, you know, we, we created three or four turnovers. We really got ourselves – and it felt like it could be a 14-0 run, and it was probably a 7-2 run. You know, it wasn't um, overwhelming the way that it would have helped us even more. So, I, um, you know, I don't necessarily have an explanation for it um, other than, you know, th- those – those things happen and, and we just weren't able to convert enough shot opportunities in the paint or on the perimeter
6: couple of thoughts off of that and then we will go to the phones five two one eight five zero one if you'd like to join us you can text us six three eight nine five zero eight on Twitter at ESPN Richmond. At Spider Voice. In our second segment, Robert Fish will join us as well, who handles the radio calls of our home games when Greg Beckwith and I are on television and is also our voice for University of Richmond Women's Basketball. So Robert will be chatting with Michael Schaefer as well. So he'll be coming along in a couple of moments as well. And Ivan is on the line. We'll get to him in a couple moments. But other phone lines are open if you'd like to call 521-8501. What were the challenges of this specific zone? That you saw saturday chris this was a team that started a six foot point guard and then everybody else was yeah. six seven taller and bulkier <laughs> yeah
5: well yeah i would say that um you know what they had shown was playing mostly man-to-man about 80 75 80 percent man-to-man and they played a one-three-one zone that sometimes when you when you throw a ball past the one-three-one line so to the corner that team flattens out into a into a zone into a two-three zone Whereas this game, they started in a 2-3, but with the wings very, very extended, very high. Um, So there was challenge because of their length and their commitment to it. You know, a zone gets better and better with each shot that you miss. And, you know, I think the thing about a zone that's effective is if, um, you know, if, if we were playing a zone defense and you made a shot from the top of the key, the last possession, well that zone player has it he can make sure you don't shoot that shot the next time whereas in man to man he's got to react to you and the ball at all times mm-hmm. he can they can kind of cheat and I thought that that enables you to do that and then you know obviously the tension grows as as you don't make enough shots and um, so I think that the length and activity of their zone was was good I, th- I thought we moved the ball I thought that um, you know sometimes it's harder for us to penetrate the initial part of the zone um, but often in those possessions, we'd wind up with a with an open shot a little bit later. Um, you know, we had Nate was was free and open and active in the middle of the zone, as was Grant. Uh, we had those opportunities when we just didn't capitalize enough. And I, I would say that one, one thing I think some of our younger guys were probably a little bit cautious, um, and which is again uh, understandable. Uh, but I think they were just a little bit cautious in terms of. Uh, Passing the ball into the inside, uh, attacking into the inside, um, and I think that that happens. Um, you know, before before you're experienced, I, I really feel that that's a that has been common for us.
6: Uh, you know, you actually lead into a, an email question that I was going to get to later to continue on that topic and you know the observation was made as you just did that some of the guys looked whether it was cautious or tentative or the mentality changed when they missed a couple against that zone how do you keep that positive mentality going so that they don't have that kind of look of lack of confidence
5: yeah so I would say that um one thing that uh this will sound strange but one stat I liked was that uh Jake Wojcik took 11 threes uh no, I didn't necessarily love it for the <laughs> in that game, but I think that shows, you know, some some um, some guts on his part and some tenacity on mm-hmm. his part. He's a great shooter. He's going to make a lot a lot of three-point shots in his career, and I was glad that he kept taking them. Um, and, I w- and in fact, he probably passed up one or two. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I think that and and uh, the, the way you know you need to practice it and experience it and have success with it, um, but it. You know, it, you can't help but to def- – if you're a great shooter, you, you should shoot those shots when you're open. But you, you also – you're aware of what you're shooting or what your last shot was, and the quicker you can get that out of your mind, the better. Um, you know, we continued to, you know, call his number or, or, or make sure we were continuing to play and move the ball and encouraging him to shoot. And You know, unfortunately, you're going to have games like that, and, and we, didn't have en- we didn't have enough answers, even even on the interior scoring.
6: The other um, area I'll ask you about, then we'll go to Ivan and, and uh, take a break. You, you mentioned the press, particularly at the start of the second half, was really effective yeah. and energized the team. We actually had a caller about this on our on our morning show. Would would the game plan have been to stay in that press the entire second half? If you could have. This is going to sound kind of odd, but in order to press, you got to make shots. you got to score. Yeah. And you only made 12 field goals and three free throws in the right. second half. So you really only had 15 chances to press, right. and you did on the first – four or five yeah. of the second half so there weren't that many opportunities to do it but if you could have would you have
5: yeah i think as a matter of fact so they as you said they started that lineup with one guard yeah uh and kind of kind of one guard two wings and two interior players uh after the first few turnovers they did start to play two guards uh which is usually their starting group um but yeah we would have I, I think we would have pressed the whole game we pressed a, we pressed a fair amount in the first half and then sometimes your pressure is token pressure to make them take a little bit of time to help you get set on defense that they cross half court a little bit later and have to set up uh and then also you're setting up your more aggressive press as as, as a complement to that but I think we would have pressed you know I, I we had practiced and we talked about pressing you know that we, we felt that we would be able to generate some turnovers and uh you know and pressing gives Jacob a chance to <laughs> take some chances and to fool around in the backcourt and um so yeah I think we would have I think we've I, I, it's interesting you say you say that. I wonder. I, I feel like we did press almost every time we could, right? Uh, but if you don't score, you know that that's really difficult.
6: Jake with seven steals, a career high, and one off of the school record for steals in a game. Part of the uh, fourteen steals that Coach Mooney mentioned from Saturday's game. All right, five two one eight five zero one. Ivan, thanks for waiting. You're on with Coach Mooney. Then we'll take a break, and Robert Fish will join our conversation as well. Hello, Ivan. Good evening.
3: Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. Uh, Merry Christmas, to everybody.
6: Thank All you. Happy Thanks new, very guys. much.
3: Thank you, uh, Bob, there's one question I was going to ask. With this Saturday's game, you said it to be in the afternoon. What time is tip-off? Because I know the Redskins play at
6: 4.30. Yeah, they would not move their kickoff for us, Ivan. So we kept our game at 2.30, and the Redskins are at 4.30, and we will join the Redskins broadcast as soon as we're off the air Saturday afternoon.
3: Oh, okay. I was wondering how that was going to work. Anyway, well, Coach, that was a tough loss you had, but mm. – but I'm sure. And um, what did you tell your team after the loss? I mean, I mean, it seemed like you had the you, you were right there on the cusp of, of putting it away, and then for some reason uh, they just sucked the air out of your out of the uh, game.
5: Yeah, I I, I, um, I agree, Ivan. I, I really feel like we did we did a lot of things to to help overcome uh, our poor shooting, um, but just not enough. I think we took a lead. Uh, I think. Jake Wojcik made a three that went all the way around and 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 fell in uh we and we called time out and we um you know just tried to get reorganized and and you know we we also we did a really good job there. leading scorer uh Nezikwezi, it might have been the only double figure scorer uh, coming into the game we did a really good job on him we uh we double teamed him um kind of in the post or the mid post uh made him give up the ball a little bit and uh rebounded well we did you know, a lot of things well to overcome that poor shooting, and like I said, it just it never resulted in jump-starting the shooting. And I think that as they got more confident in their defense and scrambling and whatnot, and and we got a little bit more tense probably on our shooting. I think that we, we weren't able to we we, we didn't allow uh, or th- those things that were generating momentum and and p- energy uh, didn't quite enable us to shoot any better.
3: Yeah, you think we depended too much. Uh, on the three pointer and not enough on the uh, going for the two and opening foul
5: balance. Yeah, probably so, Ivan. I would say. Um, you know, I think that. You know, one thing about. Um, you know, uh, playing against uh, a zone defense is that you know generally you sh- you shoot more threes against a zone defense because they're in a zone and they're protecting the lane and um, and I think that even when you get the ball inside that the collapse. The nature of the zone is to collapse, and so uh, you throw the ball back outside. And so, uh, and you know, you know, we consider those good three—the ball that went inside and then back out, whether it's man-to-man or zone. Uh, And so, I would say that that number was high. I I think Bob has heard me often. I always worry about uh, when you have us, you know, when you recruit skilled players, that you you might shoot too many threes as a as a uh, you know a condition of your. Of your Of uh, what you're good at, and I think generally we don't do that. I think our percentages or our ratio is pretty good, but against his zone, I think there's a little bit of you are prone to do that and uh I think we did you know probably shoot you know five or six that were maybe either too deep or too rushed or not quite enough and you know you don't you don't want to be in the huddle talking about hey we have to shoot a two point shot here. we need to get the ball inside because then you're not playing and reading the defense and sometimes against his zone. You're open on the first pass, and that's the best shot you're going to get. And sometimes it's you're shooting a ball at the end of the shot clock. Uh, and believe it or not, uh, you know, coming into this game, uh, we had scored such a high percentage of the time against zone. I think Wake played three possessions. We scored all three times. and So, uh, you know, I, I do feel like we shot too many threes, but maybe by five or six. And, and uh, you know, I think that's a little bit of, of, of what a zone can do to you.
3: What can you tell us about Old Dominion aside from beating Silchies this past
5: week? Yeah, really good, impressive team. You know, their their best two players are are terrific. Uh, BJ Stiff is a is a terrific player. His dad, as an assistant coach, was a great player at at uh, Virginia, and Caver um, uh, uh, is is a really really good guard who can score and do a lot of things. They're so both senior players, both averaging eighteen points. Active, uh, you know, they're kind of the opposite of us, Bob. They have. Their team field goal percentage is fairly low, maybe 41%. Yeah, 41%. But their three point shooting percentage is pretty high, and our team field goal percentage is extremely high. uh, But our three point shooting percentage is not quite where it needs to be. So it's probably better to have the three point percentage. (laughs) Given the math, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, but a really good team, uh, very good experience athletic you know a lot of the staples of an old dominion team and i'd say they're shooting the ball better than than uh, they have in the past
6: all right ivan thanks we're going to move have a happy holidays we'll hear from you on the other side when we flip the calendar to 2019 and we will take a break and in just a moment robert fish joins me here at the head table and then in the second half hour women's head coach michael schaefer will be on board with us as well spider sports line we're live at glory days grill on the west end on espn richmond and the spider img sports network CarMax has been a pioneer
0: in the used car industry, 25 years. You know, if CarMax was a human, that would make them a tech-savvy millennial. Well, we've really embraced the whole millennial mindset, because with CarMax.com, you have the freedom to start your vehicle search, hold, or transfer from pretty much whereevs. Is it quick? For show? Easy? Most deaf. Convenient? Totes? goats. Yep, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. CarMax. Drive what's possible. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play by play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and Game Day Info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com.
6: We're the only station giving you five hours of local sports talk every weekday. You guys are the best station in town. Join in on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
2: The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is the Spider Sports Line with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider IMG Sports Network.
6: Welcome back to Glory Days Grill, another great crowd in the house tonight. We appreciate you being here. Of course, Monday nights are always burger night at Glory Days Grill. A lot of burgers out there, the five ninety nine burger and fries deal at Glory Days. So there are a lot of folks in for that and listening to our spider and college basketball talk. And, again, just to remind you, Wednesday night home against Old Dominion. That's a 7 o'clock game. We're on the air. At 6.30 with our pregame show, we're also on television Wednesday night. Craig Beckwith and I will be on Masson, not on NBC Sports Washington Wednesday. They were booked with Capitals and Wizards, so our good friends at Masson will pick up our broadcast uh, on Wednesday night, our telecast at 7 o'clock. Robert Fish and Matt Smith will have the radio call beginning at 6.30 and then against High Point on uh, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 up in D.C. at the new uh, arena up there in D.C. where the Mystics and their G League team are now playing. So we'll get an opportunity to kind of break in uh, that arena on Saturday afternoon against Tubby Smith and High Point uh, Saturday at 2.30 before the Christmas break. Robert, welcome uh, to the program this evening. Not only will we have you chat a little bit here with Coach Mooney, but Coach Schaefer is coming along in a few minutes as well. Tubby Smith's at High Point, huh? his alma mater. I think that's is why that he right? uh, took that job. Yes. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that. A lot of people have the same reaction. <laughs> Tubby Smith. I mean, the guy who coached Kentucky to a national championship, and now he's at High Point. Yes. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Chris, real quick, how did that game come about? A lot of people asked, not only the Tubby Smith yeah. part there, but but why are we playing High Point in Washington
5: D.C. Yeah. right before Christmas? So this is uh, something that uh, that I've been we've been working on. Um, and I'm hoping to try to make this a little bit, uh, not if not an every year type thing, but uh, we're we're going to try to we're going to try to have a tournament in, in D.C. and this uh, this new arena is actually where the uh, CAA conference tournament right. is going to be also um, for yeah. the next coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these G League teams are now getting arenas, um, and so even in the big cities, you know, where it seats 4,000, really great looking place, um, and so it. it we, we were talking to the, the group that's putting on the event about playing a tournament, uh, there. Uh, and by the time all the pieces got down to it, there were only two of us left that still had an opening. So we decided to play one game, um, on, you know, and uh, in, in, instead of having a tournament, but I thought it'd be a good idea, you know, number one, the, the Christmas holidays, sometimes it's hard, you know, our, our students are on break. It's hard for all teams to draw at home that, that week. Um, so we thought in on a neutral floor uh we also thought like we also think in dc that almost every team probably in the east maybe not the power five but almost every team in the east would be able to come and play or three airports easy to get and out of easy to go home for the christmas break from dc um and so that we could you know eventually if it was an annual or semi-annual thing we could have two really really good games up in in the dc area and uh so we're working on it for for future years, uh, and this is how it, it it's kind of starting. Uh, and I had talked to Coach Smith. Um, you know, we had had a series when he was the coach at Texas Tech and at Minnesota, and so he and I have had a, a great relationship. I think you know him, Bob; he's an incredibly great guy, and uh, so he agreed to do it. And and um, that's for this year, and hope, hopefully in the future, we have we we can be part of a tournament in this same arena. Around the holidays, uh, when students aren't there, it's an easy trip for us. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we had a great showing last year in the A10 tournament uh, when it was in D.C. So it's an idea that we're pursuing, uh, and it's starting out with a single game a- a- against High Point.
6: Looking forward to it on Saturday, but before you get to Saturday, you do have to get through Wednesday and Old Dominion. Uh, What about their defense, Chris? This will be a different style defense than you saw against Oral Roberts. Opposing teams shooting 36% from the field. They're out-rebounding their opponents by five. They're only giving up 57 points per game.
5: Yeah, really impressive. I would say that uh, this will be the third really impressive, uh, both numbers and on film, defense with scrimmaged Virginia. Who, hmm. of course, an elite defensive team. Loyola Chicago is a terrific defensive team, and now Old Dominion. I would say that uh, ODU just very—they're—they—they have very good athletes, but it's not a gambling defense. It's a very solid. Um, I think, for example, I think their the turnovers against them and their steal numbers aren't quite as high, but they make it. You know, their goal is to make it. You know, you shoot challenge shots uh, and play with a, a physical athletic team uh and keep keep the ball in front of in front of them uh so this is a really impressive defense i mean they their their defensive field goal percentage has to be the tops in the country you know that you don't see that a number that low very often and uh so you know a really really good solid well coached athletic team defense
4: that's kind of been a trademark of Jeff Jones's teams over the years yep. is to have that lockdown defense, and maybe they also might have a lockdown defender to put yeah. on one particular player.
5: Yeah, they they really have, and, and you know our, um, uh, you know a couple years a couple years back, um, we had a game here where uh, they were even bigger. They're a big team now, and they have the depth and ability to be very big. I would say they're not quite playing as big all the time. Uh, B.J. Stith is so versatile they could play him at the, what do you would call the three or the small forward or the four, the big forward. Uh, you know, when he's at, you know, he's just a great player. He could play any position. Uh, and so, yeah, I would say that in, in years past when they've been extremely big, you know, um, they were, we had some advantages on the perimeter. I would say now they probably match up with teams on the perimeter a little bit better because they're not giving up too much size, but they're playing a little bit with, Uh, With without two really big guys
6: Talking with head coach Chris Mooney, but just for a few more minutes till we get to the top of the hour, and then as we said, the Spiders are actually practicing tonight at 6.30, so we will we will let Chris go and uh, get to practice, and then Michael Schaefer will join us here for the second half hour of the show. Any update you can give us on Andre Gustafson? I know a lot of folks in the arena on Saturday hadn't heard the news yet that he yeah. wasn't playing, so uh, kind of what his injury is and any update on his future uh, moving forward for Wednesday night.
5: Yeah, so Andre has uh, plantar fasciitis, and... Uh, Uh, It's been uh, it was kind of diagnosed maybe maybe a 10 days ago. Um, And so last week, he really was uh, limited and wasn't able to do do much of anything. Uh, He has been getting treatment, you know, a couple of times a day, every day. Uh, So he is actually going to go tonight uh, and practice in our in our first segment of practice to see how he feels if he feels better he'll be he'll be limited to half court practice uh so i think the idea is to try to give him the opportunity to play on wednesday um and we just need to kind of see how he feels as as we go today
4: and the thing about that chris i guess too is you know sometimes the cure for that is rest yeah so you can't you know he did how do you how does he deal with that how do you put something in the shoe but it's very it's it's something that's very difficult to treat and to try to prevent is. and and
5: protect the game right it is and then so most guys uh you know i guess he has a pretty uh significant arch in his foot uh and most of our guys wear what are called orthotics which are an implant in your shoe that supports the arch in your foot and they're customized um you know when you know when you're young you don't necessarily let the guy you let the trainer know that right away and so i think this is something that had been bothering him but was it? But he didn't report until it was very painful. So we have the the orthotic and the shoes. the uh, the, the shoes are taken care of and are in place. Uh, but it was after it kind of flared up, and so uh, hopefully moving forward will be good. But yeah, you're right. It's you know it's one of these things that, like many things, rest is the best part, the best cure for it. And and of course, there's not quite as much time.
6: All right, you'll have some time after these two games. Uh, all of a sudden, a busy stretch went 10 days without playing. Yeah. Now three games in eight days with the Oral Roberts game, now Old Dominion and then High Point. What will the guys get after the High Point game before you, you come back? I guess the next game after that is what, the 29th right. So South Alabama?
5: Yeah, so we'll give uh, the guys will leave mostly The guys will leave from D.C. Um, not, not everybody, but mostly will leave from D.C. on the 22nd. Uh, And then so we'll have the guys back the night of the 26th. Uh, So in college basketball, that's not a bad break uh, uh, for Christmas, to be honest. All
6: right, Chris, we will let you go. It's just past the top of the hour. Let you finish up dinner and get on to practice and wish you and your family, who's here as always tonight, a very happy holidays publicly on the air because we won't be back here until Monday, January the 7th, if my calendar is correct, 2019. So happy holidays to you and your
5: family. Happy holidays to you guys. Thank you guys very much for coming. I appreciate it.
6: And with that, we will take a break and come back. We'll talk some Spider women's basketball on the other side. Head coach Michael Schaefer will join us in the second half hour of tonight's Spider Sports Line, live from Glory Days Grill on Richmond's West End, 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. Glory
0: Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a 5 dollars burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for 5 dollars Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday as a half order of nachos for 5 dollars And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at 9 dollars Glen Eagles is also featuring the Men's Basketball Spider Sports Line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play by play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and Game Day Info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. The cat sat on the just days before Christmas. But don't worry, guys. Diamonds Direct's got your back with all the gifts women love. A no-stress, risk-free experience, unbeatable prices, and now, three years, zero-interest financing on anything for the holidays. In hand, that means you can go big this year on a fabulous pair of earrings or a dazzling diamond pendant. Just pick any item, spread your payments out over three years with zero interest. Make it our best Christmas ever at Diamonds Direct. Details and store hours at DiamondsDirect.com.
1: Then head. Headliner gift at your house is waiting at diamonds direct a fabulous designer ring or a beautiful pair of diamond earrings we have the gifts women want and right now you can enjoy three years zero interest financing how about a three thousand dollar eternity ban for just eighty five dollars a month relax guys diamonds direct's got your back with zero stress shopping zero risk and zero interest financing and gifts guaranteed to make her 100 happy diamonds direct open sunday on approved credit
5: this is dan levitard catch me and stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1 now on your fm dial at 99.5 and 1027 espn
2: let's get back to glory days grill in the glen eagles shopping center for more of the spider sports line once again here's bob black with coach chris mooney live on 99.5 and 1027 espn and the spider img sports network
6: All right, second half hour of the program, and as we mentioned at the outset, our last show for the next few weeks. We won't be here the next couple of Monday nights. It's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and then we'll be back in January of 2019 on the first Monday after New Year's Eve and rejoin our show for every Monday night after that. uh, The remainder of the season, no travel for the Spiders on Monday nights once we get into January and February. So a couple weeks hiatus, and then we'll come back. And again, as we said, Coach Mooney was with us the first half hour tonight, heading off to practice here in a few minutes. And Coach Michael Schaefer has been kind enough to join us to talk some Spider women's basketball, along with our women's play-by-play voice, Robert Fish. So we will reverse roles a little bit here, and I will throw it to you, Robert, and let you kind of lead the conversation. I might chime in every once in a while here with our good friend michael schaefer go ahead Robert.
4: appreciate that bob thanks uh, we look we look forward to your input at any time of course Thank not many you. people do but okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so coach schaefer's here with us the uh, spider women's team coming in here at uh, two and seven now going through the break they uh, had a win over howard back on december the 8th the 67 to 60 so michael thanks for coming out always good to have you with us and i guess since uh, we've talked about the exam break with Chris, let's find out how uh, your team is going through this break as you get ready for a game coming up here in a couple of days up at uh, Quinnipiac. So, well, as
7: best I can tell, they're making all A's. You know, <laughs> that's good. So, so that's positive, right? <laughs> um, you know, I think it's it's been a long time since we've played as well. I know the men have already have already got a game under their belts, but um, you know they've spent a lot of time studying. I think they they've they've put a lot of work in there. We've tried to kind of take away some of their time as a study break and get them shooting, get them in the gym, get them some exercise, and also trying to keep a competitive edge and, and building off of, of, of win that we're where we scored more points than we scored all season. So, um, you know, we, we've tried to build a little bit on that momentum and try to help them shoot the basketball a little bit better than they've been doing it all year. And I, I think hopefully as we start to play here on Wednesday, um, we'll see the effects of that.
4: Well, and that win over Howard at 67-60, to 60, uh, you talk about scoring more points, and that all revolved around shooting. I think the highest percentage you have uh, the last couple of games there, all season long. Well,
7: it was the best we've shot all all season, and and you know where where it's been interesting when you watch the numbers. They have continuously gone up, though turtle-like pace. Um, you know, it's it's they've improved. It's just been a it's been a challenge from the very beginning just to be able to hit shots. And um, you know, we've we've put a lot of time in. And I was telling some people in the crowd here we. With every, We keep metrics of everything we do, so past seasons we can kind of measure where we were. This group actually shoots the ball better in practice than any team I've had in the last probably 12 years. And so it's got to start translating into games because they're showing in practice they can do it. Now they just got to get the confidence to do it in the game.
4: Well, one of those, and maybe your best shooter is Kalen Fee, obviously, yeah. a, a tremendous three-point shooter started to get on a roll a little bit in the Howard game and and maybe a little bit before that she started to come around a little bit now.
7: Yeah, you know, she struggled and and, uh, I think a lot of times when you lose a player like a Michaela um, from last season, she took the brunt of all the defensive pressure and then you you have other kids that have to now step into roles and and they're getting guarded differently than maybe they did as freshmen or or when they become a a, a better player in terms of where their, their average is and I think Fee and I think uh, Alex, Parson, the same way. You know, I think struggled a little bit trying to understand how people were guarding or her, where her shots were going to come from uh, because defense has changed based on you know the scout and and so we've we've kind of been a work in progress as it relates to where is she going to get her shot, how are they guarding you this way, and so she start they're both starting to see different defenses. And with
4: like you said, with Michaela gone, that was your it was your dribble penetration, sure. And now that Alex and, and Kalen have some of that, but uh, not as much as Michaela did, and they become. Instead of that third option, maybe, they become the first and second and draw more focus on the Yeah, scout. you know, usually with
7: great players, I mean, if they're great players, they make other people better, and I think Michaela did that. You know, so now we're trying to find ways to help help Alex make other people better. Um, Jayana is a kid that was able to kind of penetrate and kick it out to some kids that made people better. You know, not having Emma Squires has kind of hurt us because at the four – not only could she shoot the basketball, at least we saw a lot of that in practice. She also drove it really well and passed. And when when you can pass the basketball, that that can cure a lot because it gets kids wide open shots. And there's the confidence that we you know we shoot open shots when we do drills and practice uh, for a lot of times. So, uh, you know that we're missing that piece and, and missing that penetration like you're talking about that could create some open ones.
6: You know, as you guys were both talking, coming off of. The Howard game shot the ball a little bit better. Yeah. You talked about progressively better, turtle-like. I get it, yeah. but still. For coaches, it's turtle-like. For coaches, turtle-like. it's yeah. turtle-like, but still progressively better. Yeah. And now, whack, here come exams, here come 10 days yeah. without playing competitively. It sounds a little like the conversation we had with Coach Mooney. How do you try to keep that edge going through these 10 days and try to pick up successfully where you left off?
7: Yeah, I think it's really hard to keep the edge You know, in exams. I mean, their mind is somewhere else. Their mind is on where it should be, quite honestly, on, yeah. on doing well, actually. Academically, and, and, you know, as a coach, you're saying, I, yeah, academics, we got to shoot the ball. Um, <laughs> but I think what we tried to do with them is, is make it as enjoyable as we could because we had a week off. We did not play in that weekend stretch. Yep. And so we tried to keep it as enjoyable as possible in terms of not as much bumping and banging, more, you know, getting the confidence going. Now we're trying to turn it back up into the competitive spirit these that last couple days, and, and they seem to be reacting fairly well. But we got to go on the road and play a tough basketball team in Quinnipiac.
4: And you mentioned Squires, who's played uh, five games so far. It was evident yeah. in those five games when she was on the floor, the kind of impact she can have, as you alluded to. Yeah. But what's her status now, and, and is she going to be able to get back anytime soon?
7: Yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't know the, the answer to that question, to be honest. Um, you know, our hope was when we, when we pulled we actually pulled her uh, right before we went down to Orlando for the Central Florida tournament in hopes that she would be back for the William Mary game. Um, that did not happen, obviously. And so now we're still sitting in a kind of a week-by-week basis trying to figure out we've taken an MRI. We've seen uh, that she does not have, uh, you know, a major issue that we need to deal with. It is something that will heal. It's just a matter of time and when she's comfortable and when we can get her back so she's confident and not going to further injure it. And um, we're now hopeful that that will be hopefully when we get back from Christmas break and leading into conference play because she certainly would be a big addition into going to the conference.
4: Win over Howard was sixty-seven to sixty. Uh, we talked about how productive the offense was. Uh, you know that team coming in. I'm not sure that a lot of folks n- maybe knew how good Howard was. They already had beaten a couple of Atlantic Ten teams right. on their record, and uh, they came in with a five and two mark and some pretty impressive wins. So yeah. and they're seven and three now. To, turns out to be a pretty good win <laughs> for you. So yeah, they're seven and three now, and.
7: You know, when we look back at our scheduling, it's, it's been uh, – you know, we when you schedule, obviously you want to have a – particularly the young basketball team, you don't want to throw all the wolves at them, but you also don't want to make it all – I mean, we're not going to go play a bunch of, you know, Division three and Division two teams either. So we're trying to make it somewhat competitive and challenging because they need that. Well, the the truth of the matter is, you know, we looked at a Howard. Well, they, their record wasn't great last year, and now all of a sudden they're winning. We looked at Ohio. They You know, they, they had like seven or eight wins, 10 wins last year they're undefeated yeah um, so you know Virginia Tech's undefeated Central Florida has only got one loss you know and and so when we looked at it it looked better on paper than it looks today um, you know and it's been it's been quite a challenge and that also affects your shooting you know when you play good defensive teams it certainly affects your shooting.
6: How do you make sure your players understand the competition level that you know, they're playing? I know they're smart kids. They're they University are smart Richard. kids. Sometimes they're too smart, you know. Right. But they they want to be successful. <laughs> no, they they want to win. Yeah. Uh, so how no do you doubt. counterbalance what you just said here to Robert with them when you talk with them about that on the floor? My wife, who's sitting right there, will tell you flat
7: out I, I'm a realist. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty real. And I just i am real with them. You know, I'm, I'm honest with them about who they're playing. I'm honest with them about who who's on the schedule and what it looks like. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and tell them, "Hey, you you know, you're going to play Virginia Tech, they hadn't lost a game. We'll blow them out 20." <laughs> like I just don't I don't think they get confidence that way sure. either. I think you got to be real with them and then you got to show them that what they're doing and what and, and the numbers that we have from what they're doing and the improvement and kind of build the bridge there that this is where you're going. And they have to truthfully you have to do a great job of selling it and they got to do a great job of buying in. Have they have I they think they in? have. Okay. I think they have bought in. Our, our young kids are are one of the best groups I've I've been around. They're they're really mature for. I mean they're they're one of the more mature groups I've been around. Uh, I feel like I've got four leaders on that team. Truly leaders that that you you'd want. Um, you know, I look back to like maybe one of Chris's teams when he had when he had Kevin and Smith and and those guys. And we've got some kids that are like that that are that are glue type t- type kids. Um, and, and want to win. And I think it's easy to sell them when they want to win.
6: Take a break. We'll come back. We're talking with Michael Schaefer, Spider Women's Head Basketball Coach, in the second half hour of our Spider Sports Line tonight. From Glory Days Girl, along with Robert Fish, Bob Black with you at our head table. Thank you all who are here tonight, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back after a break on the Spider IMG Sports Network, ESPN Richmond.
1: Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If
2: you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being placed into foster care or for adoption without your knowledge. You can also explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. Don't miss your
6: chance to be a dad. For more information, visit www.vabirthfatherregistry.com. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at spidervoices.com and on spider social media luck chevrolet has been the chevy truck expert since 1916 and they've got something for everyone there's economical suvs like tracks and equinox people haulers like traverse tahoe and suburban and pickups like the mid-sized colorado to the one-ton silverado let luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle call them at 804-798-9261 shop online at luckchevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on u.s route one in ashland and buy your next truck from luck luck chevrolet since 1916 Whether you're tuning in to talk sports or listen to the game, thanks for making us number one in Richmond. We're 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN.
2: Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN.
4: we're back at Glory Days Grill. Good to have you along with us, along with uh, Bob Black, Coach Michael Schaefer, Robert Fish here. We're uh, glad you joined us this evening as we talk a little men's and women's basketball, the Spider women's team getting set to travel to play Quinnipiac on uh, Wednesday, and then they host Ohio on Saturday as they come out of the exam break and get ready for those two games. Now, Quinnipiac, Michael, as we look ahead, uh, we've talked a little bit about the schedule it's hard to spell. Yeah, this it's hard to spell, right? Yeah. That's that's true. For William it, and Mary, Grant. It, <laughs> it can be hard to spell, and nobody knows where it is probably either. But yeah, I had to ask Crystal
7: where we're going. Quite honestly, like it's I think it's Camden, Connecticut, and right. we're flying into LaGuardia and having to fly like or drive uh, two hours.
4: <laughs> but not only that, and you do all that, and they're actually a pretty good basketball team. Very They've good. been in the NCAA tournament. They were here what last year or yeah, two years They're a ago? very
7: good basketball team. As seniors. Yeah.
4: So that's, uh, that's something that's to look forward to, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's coming up on the schedule for uh, Wednesday and then back here against Ohio. And as you mentioned, Ohio uh, also doing very well with uh, uh, not a loss this season. So just, just tell us a little bit about the two games you got coming up and what yeah. you're anticipating from those two teams. Well, Quinnipiac, who we
7: played down here last year, was a Sweet 16 team and, and uh, went to the NCAA tournament last year, and they've got a, a bunch of seniors. I think it's six. And, and five of those kids start. So they're going to be, obviously, a little bit more experienced. Very physical. Uh, not very big in terms of, you know, overall size, but probably 5'11 across the board. But very, very physical and very, very good defensively. Uh, so, so shots are going to be difficult. Uh, you know, we've got a, a game plan in to try to get some, some shots for us, but we've got to be ready to shoot them. Uh, offensively, fortunately, they've struggled a little bit um, like us, and, and I'm hopeful that they don't figure it out in our game. You know, and then and then coming home to finish off the break, we have Ohio, who I have watched, um, and we've played a team that was very similar. Their coach used to coach at Florida Gulf Coast, and they're very, very similar. They shoot a lot of threes. They shoot them well, uh, and they put a lot of pressure on your defense by, by being able to penetrate, and then they run. A, it's kind of a different set than anybody else runs, and so because they shoot it so well, they can put points on the board. I think it's been a trouble for people to guard, so we're going to have to – to do a really good
4: job keeping our man in front of us when we play those guys. So as I run down the the stat sheet here, obviously Alex Parsons leading the way with 11.6 points per game. Yeah. Uh, Jade Hines-Clark is in there at 8.1 and 5.6 rebounds. Yeah. And talk about Jade's development. She seems to be coming along a little bit, still working on, on getting some things going and offensively, but, but yeah. really in there a lot. And as she goes, sometimes that's how you're going to go.
7: So. Yeah, there's no question about that. And when you look at her minutes, she averages about half a game, right? Twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and a lot of that's fouls. So we've got to get that part of it cleared up because if you double, if if she when she wouldn't play forty minutes, but and you can't quite do this with numbers. But if you doubled her production at, at, at twenty minutes and made it sixteen and ten, we're talking about a pretty good pretty good numbers for a player right right so we've got to, we've got to, we've continuously talked to her about not taking herself out of games she's got to stay in and sometimes the best remedy to that is if a kid's going to score on you just let them score because those two points aren't going to hurt us as much as you sitting on the bench for an extended amount of time so you know we i had that discussion with her just today and we're working on that she's really done a, a good job um in, in terms of her own individual wanting to work on, on her finishing and, and she's gotten calmer with that and, and she does a better job in her, her workouts with that I think you'll start to see it more and more in the game the more she gets to play uh, and then and then rebounding the piece uh, that's just about want to and when she wants to she can go get it so I do think she's going to improve uh, and I'm looking forward to that if we can just keep her on the floor that'd be very helpful.
4: I'm going to go back to Fee for just a sure. minute because I look at her and she's 9 of 40 from three, and that's uh, not That's not. You know, no, that's Fee.
7: mind-boggling, really. Yeah.
4: <laughs> How much she had on earlier in the season yeah. at the beginning, she had on a mask yeah. for nose protection, I guess, or whatever yeah. it was that it happened. And I, I know from others that that – Wearing that mask can affect your shot sometimes. I don't know if that bothered her, but since the mask has come off, she's kind of shot the ball a little I, bit better. I so. don't know
7: if I should tell the story or not because I'm not sure what I'm allowed to tell. But, you know, she, those are the best yeah, stories. Yeah, those <laughs> are, that's yeah. a great this crowd's that's not going to tell sure. a hamster. Sure. That's the title um, of the book. Yeah. I'm going to write a <laughs>
4: book. It's the stuff I can't use. That's right. so going to be the name of the book. Right.
7: But, you know, <laughs> you know, when you're in practice and she's got to wear the mask and, and you know, she you know, she misses a few shots and, and no contact, no you know, just drills, and, and she starts throwing the mask off, that kind of tells me that she doesn't want that thing on there. You know, it's kind of like putting a, you know, they just didn't – it's not comfortable. It's not what she's done her entire life. And, um, you know, with it shooting, it, it does come with confidence and, and being comfortable and understanding when the ball is going to get to you, but seeing and being able to um, – so I'm hopeful that it will play a part. I'm, I'm You know, whether he, she would ever admit that, Probably not because athletes generally don't want to talk about things like right, that. Right. But, but I, we've seen her in, in practice throw that thing off.
6: Hey, uh, the schedule turns in your favor a little bit by venue. <laughs> not necessarily by opponent, yeah. but by venue yes. after the Quinnipiac game. you got a four-game homestand coming up with the yeah. Christmas break in the middle there. So how do you handle that with your team? How much time will they get off? But it, it is, over the holidays, a pretty busy stretch for your team.
7: It is. Um you know, what's crazy, I, I ask every year for us to travel while we're like not in class. Right. So that sure. we you know, and I never get that. <laughs> um but we're gonna play Drexel here and, and again they're they're really good um, CAA, second place, you know, type team. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we get Greensboro at home, um, which we you know we've is, is a good tune-up heading into conference play. And then we get Rhode Island, who will play as a zone, and they've got a really good transfer from Syracuse on their basketball team and starting to play really well. So even though they're home games, I, I still think they're going to be challenging games. But I think where, where you get without school and without exams is you really can focus on basketball. You can start to really mm-hmm. dig into the nuts yep. and bolts. And I do think that one of the – you know, you talk about what helps injuries rest. I think the other thing that helps freshmen – is, is being able to step back, letting their mind kind of sort out everything you've told them, and then they go home, they hug their parents, they get all the gifts, um, they see their friends, and then they come back and they're a little bit juiced up, but they can now they, they now have a clearer picture of what it is we want. So I do think that will be a positive for when we come back and start a start ten flight.
6: How much time will you get them home? Um, how much
7: time? So we will leave. They will be able to leave on the 22nd. We're playing that afternoon game. And then they will come back on the 27th evening.
6: So they'll get a uh, pretty,
7: good. pretty good break. Uh, we try to give them as much as they can. We will practice on the 27th evening, but it'll be later.
6: All right. Hey, Michael, we really appreciate you coming out. Uh, We're getting close to the bottom of the hour. Uh, As we said, after Quinnipiac on Wednesday, four straight home games. Uh, So get out there and support our women's team. They're home on Saturday the 22nd before Christmas, Saturday the 29th after Christmas, and then right after New Year's, uh, Wednesday the 2nd and Saturday the 5th. It's 100
7: years of women's basketball, so come out and support us. That's Absolutely. We
6: are celebrating that as well. Again, Coach, thanks. Really appreciate you being here tonight. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, Same to you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Robert, stick around. We'll come back. You and I. can wrap this thing up we got one more segment to go we'll do that after the break tell you what's coming up for the men and the women and for our radio show in case you weren't tuned in earlier in the program spider sports line espn 950 on the am dial 99.5 1027 fm this is the spider img sports network
0: For all things Spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. It's Golick and Wingo.
5: NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski.
4: What happened in this three-way trade where the Brooks's Marshawn and Dylan were mixed up? Who mixed it up? Who screwed it up? And how did they finally figure out, wait, that guy, not that guy? They all blew it. I mean, they all blew it. And they all played a part of that because it was careless. When I reported the deal was done, players had been told they were traded and, and teams were waiting for the game. Both see, Memphis and Washington were both playing and the game was ending and there were players in the deal from Phoenix's side, Trevor Reason knew he had been traded. Right. Mm. And so uh, agents had been told players were being traded. And so I I think what sparked Memphis and Memphis and Phoenix starting to talk to each other and compare notes was when, as the names were being reported, Mm. there were different names being reported. And so I think the two (laughs) sides called each other and said, wait a minute, we have this... Do we have this right? And the answer was, no, we don't. And they said, well, there's no deal to do here. It's Golic and Wingo, weekday morning,
2: starting at 6 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
6: Want to listen at home? Just say, Alexa, play ESPN Richmond. The Amazon Echo is another way to hear 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
2: This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027
6: ESPN. Bob Black back with you for our final segment joined by Robert Fish, our women's voice of the Spiders and also Spider men's basketball on the radio side when we're on television as well and coming up for Richmond Wednesday night for the men against Old Dominion. That is a 7 o'clock tip of the Robinson Center 6.30 airtime on the radio side. The women are on the road Wednesday as we mentioned with Coach Schaefer against Quinnipiac and then back home on Saturday afternoon against Ohio and Robert as Michael said an Ohio team that this year will come into that game. I don't think they play the rest of this week as an unbeaten team.
4: That's right. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, you set these games up. You think you're going to set up one. Okay, well, maybe they won six or seven games last year. <laughs> now they come in, they've won They've more. already won more than yeah, that, that's right. right? But I, I don't know what their record was last year. But, you know, we, we were talking about it during the break. Richmond last year was 10-3 was and three on the road. And they played some awfully tough games at home. They played Quinnipiac here. They played Navy here. I think both of those teams had been... NCAA tournament teams and you go on down to the conference games you got St. Louis in here so they had some very tough home games on the schedule last year and uh, they've had some good opponents on the road to have some success there
6: and I think both head coaches are hopeful that this break now that they get through exams can be just basketball that can clear their mind of everything else and so can every other team I, I get that but that they can clear their mind of you know the difficulty and the challenge of academics at Richmond and just focus on basketball a few weeks for a few weeks and have that New Year's resolution to start to win some games. I think
4: we've all been through that time. You know what it's like. You spend, uh, you know, uh, 10 days studying for maybe two exams a day, and Mm -hmm. that takes up all your time. You're putting 18 hours into studying, and then you've got, you know, a few hours of sleep and a couple hours of practice, and there's nothing else. So it it does take a a lot of – it's a grind without a doubt and i think uh, you know once it's over with you feel a little relief out of it that first game out of that break is not always pretty we've seen that many many times over the years with any team that i've ever been involved in whether it's here or somewhere else that 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 out of the break first game is not always a pretty one even though you got all that pressure off. So.
6: It's kinda of like that first practice coming back from Christmas. That's right. usually not a very good no, one not. for the men's team or the women's team, as Coach Schaefer said, you know, you're with family, you're eating a lot of good food, presents, friends, all of that. You know, you gotta you gotta come back and start to focus pretty quickly.
4: Yeah, and it's tough and you get a lot of distractions, there's probably more distractions now than there were years ago for the kids. You think? Yeah, I think so. You got one in your hand over there right now. Oh,
6: yes, that would be the phone, which is the communication that is telling me it is time to wrap things up for tonight. Plus, we hear the music in the background. Thank you, Robert. We will see you at the Robinson Center Wednesday night for the Richmond Man Against Old Dominion. Mitchell Bradley, thank you. Matt Jones is producing our program. Everyone, happy holidays. Thank you for coming out. Really appreciate your support the first three weeks. We'll be back here Monday, January 7th with the next edition of our Spider Sports Line from Glory Days Grill please take care of your servers they're working hard for you here tonight as well we will talk to you Wednesday night with Spider Basketball from the Robin Center at 6:30 so long from Glory Days Grill for tonight's edition of the Spider Sports Line
2: You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by
3: CarMax,
2: Virginia Birth Father Registry,
3: Glory Days Grill,
2: and Lux Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 5.30 to 6.30 throughout the college basketball season for the Spider Sports Line. A live presentation of the Spider IMG Sports Network and your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Get the latest from 99.5 and 1027 ESPN when you sign up for the ESPN Richmond Newsletter. You'll be delivered the most up-to-date stories on our website, including sound from our audio vault, plus articles from our on-air personalities. Register now at ESPNRichmond.com. That, my friend, is December football. This isn't a defense
0: travels conversation, is it? Yeah, we're not not going to talk about things traveling, are we? Wait a minute, you asked about December
2: football. I know. That's December football. Hear more from Golick and Wingo tomorrow
3: morning on ESPN Radio. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of